Welcome back to another episode of The Millennial Entrepreneur. My name's Sina, and I love following the journeys of other young entrepreneurs. In this episode, I spoke with YouTuber, consultant, and podcast host, Sheen Gurib. We spoke about some amazing topics, including how Sheen started her YouTube channel under a year ago, covering topics such as toxic productivity, negativity, education, and now gaining thousands of subscribers in under a year. And also, I wanted to discover how she's developed as an individual and as a person through this whole YouTube experience. And also, as someone a lot of young people ask for, for advice regarding confidence, we spoke about how to improve confidence as a young person and also the role of content creators and influencers in the world of today for young people. I love this episode. It was such a sort of eye-opening one and it's a different sort of episode to what we've done before, but yeah, really, really valuable. And I highly recommend these stay to the very end because there's a lot of value bombs that were dropped at the end of the episode for sure. If you are new to the podcast, this is kind of the number one UK platform for young entrepreneurs. We only discuss young entrepreneurship, uh, trying to provide that really relatable story with, you know, trying to inspire the next generation, which is which is you guys. So yeah, if you, if you are new to the podcast, please do hit subscribe, follow us on Instagram, follow us on, I don't know, Spotify, LinkedIn, all those sort of channels, we're everywhere. And yeah, drop me a DM if you're interested um, to, to learn more about the podcast. I'll definitely reply to you. Give me a bit of time, but I'll reply to you for sure. If you do enjoy, please be sure to leave a five-star written review on Apple Podcasts. And as a thank you, um, I'll give you a shout-out in the next episode. You have my word on that. Anyway, I'll stop blabbering on. Uh, I hope you enjoyed the episode. Hey, Sheen. How are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Yeah, really, really good, thanks. It's so amazing to have you on the podcast. It's an episode we've been waiting to do for a long time. I know I say that on a lot of episodes, but genuinely, like, you've, you've been really busy and then I kind of, like, had some stuff and then you were kind of... And then we, like, today we tried to record, had some sort of tech problems, but I'm so glad we can finally talk now. I don't know, maybe it's a sign that we shouldn't speak, who knows, but, like, we're, we're on the podcast now and it's good. I feel like that's a lot of pressure now on this episode. It has to be good. <laughs> no, I'm sure it will be. So, I guess... I, a bit of an introduction about yourself would be amazing. I know you live in Dubai now, which is which is fantastic. You lived in you lived in London before, right? Uh, no, so or the UK. Yeah, so originally I am from Mauritius, uh, born and brought up there. Then I went to Oxford for my undergrad first four years. Then I moved to Cambridge for a PhD for four years, and two months ago I moved to Dubai for a job. How's it been in Dubai so far? Um. It's been really nice. It was a really erratic decision to move. I've never really been to Dubai. I've only been here on a very short trip of two days. But um, the whole package of the job and everything else what made it that I decided to take this one instead of a job in London. Um, and I came here with no expectations. And it's been really great. I like Dubai. It's really warm. You've got the beach. You've got the malls. You've got everything. It's a bit of a mix of things. And you have so many diverse people. So it's been really, really good. Um, it's just that work is a bit crazy, but other than that, I like it. It's, I can't believe it's already been two months, like time flies. Why, what I love about living in London is that you got a really sort of, it's not my favorite city in the world. However, it's got a really sort of strong community of people. And that's what I absolutely love. Like you can go to all these different events and you can exchange sort of, you know, thoughts with a lot of sort of leading entrepreneurs and stuff like that. Um, does that sort of community still exist in Dubai? Oh God, yes. Like Dubai is even 
better, I think, in this because really, yeah, because people come here from around the world. Like even my office, everyone is from such different countries. It's incredible. There's not a majority in terms of ethnicity, so everyone is from different places, and you still have all of these networking circles that happen. A lot of mastermind groups, a lot of um, alumni groups, so even unis and stuff, you still have them here. So I've met a lot of people through all of these things. And obviously it's Dubai, you also have brunch clubs where <laughs> every weekend you can go and it's networking for specific um, industries and stuff. So it's really cool. Mm, that's really, really cool. And I know obviously you do YouTube and we'll talk about that for in a bit, but like has, has your YouTube career sort of flourished as you've been in Dubai I know you've been like crazy busy like how's it been since, since the move right so before moving I had um a month or two free so I decided to film a lot uh, to have a bank of videos that could go out when I moved because I expected that I wouldn't have the time so then when I moved it was fine everything was coming out and even now um because Dubai I feel like everything is a clickbait title everything that you do in Dubai there's so much that can just yeah. go on YouTube um, so in terms of creating content, it's been easy, but <laughs> I've been telling everyone my woes, but basically, um, I'm waiting for a letter because YouTube needs to verify my address in Dubai before they start paying me in Dubai. And that letter hasn't come. It's been two months. <laughs> it's just, it's just not oh coming. My God. And it's mental. Like the post system here, there, there are no like postmen and stuff. They don't go around delivering. You need a PO box. And still, it hasn't arrived, so I don't know what's happening with that. And to be an influencer in Dubai, you need an influencer license. <laughs> so, what? Yeah. I didn't know that. It's new. They just um, started this this year because a lot of influencers were moving to Dubai. And because in Dubai, income is not taxed. So then they're not making money from anything. So they decided to introduce this license that you need to pay on a yearly basis. And it's about £4,000 a year. Oh my god! Yeah, and wow, and to have the influencer license, you need to have a trader license as well. So there are two licenses that you need to buy, um, which I haven't done yet. So I can't do any sponsored content because I don't have the licenses. So it's a whole different world. It's very different to London. <laughs> it's crazy, but you have to do all of those things. Yeah, yeah. So if I want to do sponsored content, I will have to get these licenses at some point. Um, wow, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's phenomenal, I, but yeah, you saw it, especially during like the pandemic. Like loads of pe loads of influencers moved to Dubai, mm -hmm. and I mean, it makes sense, right? Like they were making a lot of money, exactly. but the government wasn't making any money, so they kind of like felt like they were losing out. So yeah, yeah it makes sense. That's quite funny. <laughs> yeah. So, so I guess let's talk about the YouTube for a bit. I, I'd love to talk about it. Um, so I guess before we kind of talk about the background of the YouTube, what is the kind of like what is the youtube channel all about now like what's the sort of like numbers and all that sort of stuff like who are the sort of people that are listening uh, listening watching listening's for me <laughs> <laughs> right so um the youtube channel i started in april 2021 so it hasn't been a year yet i am on 21,000 subscribers which is mad um, didn't expect this at all but the reason I started initially I guess which let's start with that I had the podcast which is called dream girl which I started in 2020 and then my flatmate was a youtuber at that point and he told me it'll be better to move my podcast to YouTube because you get a lot more engagement because that's one thing I'm sure you you understand you don't you can't really get feedback from your audience as a podcast because there's no comment section 
Um, so then he said, you'll get a lot more exposure and engagement from YouTube. So that the initial reason why I started was just to be a video podcast channel. Um, but then um, he was like, well, you know, um, people are not going to watch an hour long videos. You need to make shorter videos as well to keep the YouTube channel going. And then I started making shorter videos. And for me, the biggest barrier was editing because I've never done editing and I was scared of it. But once I learned how to do it, I was like, oh, this is not too bad. And I actually enjoy sitting down and filming videos. So then that just went that way in the sense that I was just making, I became a YouTuber alongside being a podcaster. And the YouTube channel went entirely separate from the podcast. Um, and in terms of the niche area of the YouTube channel, I don't think there's one. Um, this is one thing I'm struggling with because there are so many different things I'm interested in that I haven't found an umbrella theme that captures everything. But um, it has a recurring series called Work Wednesdays. So every Wednesday, I usually have dinner with someone and we talk about something. Um, and it's, it's ranged from everything from the hijab ban in France to... Uh, Bitcoin to being vegan to um, communication and relationships it's been about everything um, so that's one thing that we have every week and then um, I also talk about my Oxbridge journey how to apply what's the difference between Oxford and Cambridge I've talked about um, consulting a bit now talked about how to decide to go into consulting um, so it's, it's just a bit of a lifestyle YouTube channel now, started vlogging as well, which is, so this is interesting, um, which I didn't expect, I don't know why, but when you do YouTube, I wanted to do educational content and, you know, really try to um, help people with things, but the audience just really loves the vlogs and the vlog has no educational content whatsoever. It's just entertainment. But I guess that that's YouTube, right? People love being entertained. Um, so that was a bit of a shock for me. And in terms of my audience, it's um, interestingly started off as 50-50 in terms of genders, but now it has moved to 65% women. Um, and the rest is men. And then in terms of age groups, it's between 18 and 35 is my biggest chunk of my audience. And uh, my top geography is the UK still. Um, second is the US and third is India. That's pretty crazy though. It's been like you said, it's not been a year yet and it's kind of no. grown to the level that it is now. Like, I guess, did you think it would get to this sort of level? No, not at all. I mean, I think it's not entirely because of me. As I said, my, my flatmate is a YouTuber and he, he is on 2 million subscribers. So he's a huge channel. And I was already appearing on his channel before I had my own. So kind of his audience already knew me. And then a lot of them transferred immediately as soon as I created my channel. So I did get that boosted start. Um, so I had no expectation. I, when I started, I was like, oh, if by the end of the year I reach 1,000 subscribers, I'll be very excited. <laughs> and that happened within one day. And so I had no idea how it would work. Um, it's still crazy to me just to see the number of views and stuff, how it happens. And I still can't tell which video is going to resonate the most with my audience. So it's still very much trial. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's the same thing for it's the same thing for podcasting. It's the same thing for a lot of different content. Like you, you, you put you you put something out there that you're incredibly proud of, and you think would be would be amazing, and that video doesn't do like well at all. And then you do one where you think it's like not that great, and you're not that proud of it at all. But that one bangs. You know what I mean? Like, 
I've I've put out podcast episodes where I'm like, this is genuinely like probably one of my best episodes, and it doesn't it kind of floats. <laughs> and then I do one where I'm like second guessing whether to put it out there, and it does extremely well. So now I'm just getting to the stage where I'm like, you know what? I'm just gonna put everything out there. I don't care. It's like whatever resonates with people, it works, right? Exactly. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna like. Yeah, I'm just going to like put it out there and hope for the best, really. That's the, that's the only thing you can do, right? Exactly, yeah. And I think even the ones that don't do really well, but that you enjoyed, well, at least you enjoyed it. It's fine, <laughs> even if the others didn't. It's okay. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, the the reason why I do the, the, the podcast is to speak to some like cool people, right? So it's not, the ambition is not to sort of get as many views as possible, uh, listens as possible. And I think it's probably the same as you. Like, I think you'd, you'd, those sort of Wednesday sessions that you do is just having a really cool conversation with someone that you that you admire, that you connect with, that you vibe with, rather than sort of like chasing the views. Um, I don't know, maybe I'm putting words in your mouth, but that's just yeah, that's sort of like image that I was getting from your from your YouTube channel. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it, a lot of it is just um, I learned so much personally. I, I feel like since I started the YouTube channel, I learned so much about the YouTube world itself, but also just meeting other creators and learning from them has been really really powerful sheen unearthed some amazing topics on her youtube channel so, you know, topics such as toxic productivity negativity issues that are really really prevalent and you know massively important to young people especially and so i wanted to talk to her about how the youtube experience and talking about these sort of really important topics has not only kind of shaped her youtube channel but shaped her as an individual because it must have really you know worked on her beliefs worked on her sort of opinions and how she's kind of like facing that because not only is she kind of like speaking to herself anymore speaking to like one one or two different people she's speaking to thousands of people online and i want to see what sort of impact this has on an individual um, and and the beliefs that she has yeah i think so i used to think that i was very open to um, changing my mind, but I only after having these conversations, I realized that these are the first times I'm actually changing my mind and open to do it. But because I've never been in situations before where I had to listen to someone else's point of view and then decide whether do I want to change my mind or not. And so, yes, there has been a lot of change in mindset, a lot of understanding that other people have differing opinions from yours because They have different experiences sometimes or they they know things that you don't know. And it's good to be able to um, open your ears and listen, really. And, for example, one conversation I had with, um, I think, Mitch. I think you know Mitch as well (laughs) um, from Click. Um, Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so we had a work Wednesday where we talked about mental health for men, which is a discussion that doesn't happen a lot. And he said his parting advice was next time you meet one of your male friends or any kind of male member of your family, ask them if they're happy because that's one thing no one asks them and they will never... um, you know, propose that conversation themselves. And I did. And the first person I asked this to, which was a friend of mine, he was just like, yeah, I'm clinically depressed. And I was like, oh my God, it's just like, I, I had no idea. And that's the thing I would not have known. And they were clearly ready to talk about it. It's just that no one ever asked. And um, so I learned something new that day and it really stuck to me. And since then it changed my behavior pattern when it comes to asking men how they feel and stuff so yeah so it has definitely changed my mindset a lot that's really good so you've become I guess more sort of well-rounded it's not just like 
the views or whatever is it does it has really sort of developed you as an individual which is really nice because i i'd say the same thing about my podcast so it's really nice to hear that sort of thing from from you not just about is it just like talking to these sort of people or is it more sort of like going through the whole journey i don't know the sort of comments that you do you get on like youtube but like if there's like some negativity how you how you deal with that but then like some of the stuff you talk about as well like uh like confidence uh like toxic productivity that we've talked about on the podcast before um that sort of thing so sort of like really deep diving into sort of like issues has that really sort of what's that kind of like taught you about yourself Mm, that's a very interesting question yeah i have i have learned a lot about myself for example one thing i learned is um just the way you know we all the way we behave with people the way we treat people is how we want to be treated and that's something that i feel like is so normal but i, I hadn't clocked that before i had a conversation on work wednesday where it was like you know um when you are hurt by someone else's actions sometimes it's because you would not have acted that way so therefore automatically this becomes an issue but then you're not seeing it as the other person point of view and that it might not be at all what you're thinking but because you are projecting your own behavioral pattern on them so th- for example that really really made me think for a long time about how i behave and how i um perceive other people's behavior so yeah so that's happened and then with toxic productivity um i think that i was just like oh well i think i'm lazy compared to other people because everyone around me is constantly working um and initially the first reaction was that okay maybe i need to up my game a little bit but then after that it was more like well i'm happy you know it's good it's important to be happy it's important to have a good balance um so yeah I, it does it assists a journey i think in terms of the mindsets and understanding who i am as a person and where are areas that i would like to improve and where are areas that i am proud of has been a, a whole journey and i don't think it's over yet in any way i think like a topic that uh, we talked about this obviously before we before we hit record but a topic that kind of like you hit on multiple different occasions i would say is kind of like confidence and i think that's a really especially an important topic for for young people i'd say like We've talked about this on the podcast also, but like the confidence for young people, um, I feel like is quite low sometimes, um, especially because especially because of the stuff that you just talked about, right? Like they, they kind of compare themselves to other people and this sort of like, there is the, this grind culture that exists now where on Instagram or on LinkedIn or kind of like even from sort of passing conversations, doesn't ha- doesn't have to be online. You kind of like feel like you're kind of, lagging behind as it were even though you're not you're young like you've got loads of time and that sort of thing and even then like the the stuff that they're saying is probably not sort of entirely 100% accurate so it's it's a really sort of strange position to be in I'd say I don't really know where the question is going to go here but it's but I guess like what have you kind of like learned about young people's confidence just like kind of talking about it in these sort of these sort of like YouTube videos and discussions Mm -hmm. So this is a very good question. So recently we had, a, my friend Elizabeth was here and we did um, a fan meetup in Dubai. And before one of the girls came and she was really, she's like a medical student. She's doing very well for herself. And before leaving, she asked me, she was like, I have one question is, you know, how do I become confident? Because I feel like I have no confidence whatsoever. And I was shocked when she asked that question because 
I was like, the fact that you came to meet two random strangers that you know from the internet, for me, that's being very confident. I would not have done that myself. And I was like, that, and you're able to talk to us even though you think that, you know, we are internet people. Um, and I was like, I, I, I think you are confident. And then it, it clocked in my head that we have a very rigid definition of what confidence is and people expect it to be someone that can just, I don't know, go on stage and perform or talk without being scared and they have no worries whatsoever. But that's not what confidence is. And a lot of people, like, and then that conversation happened where people were like, I don't know, like, you moved to a whole country on your own, like, you were so confident. And I was like, but that was anxiety riddled. Like, <laughs> I have my own challenges. I worried about it. I I had a lot, a lot of worries. And it's just that no, not everyone talks about their, their worries and their anxiety and their stresses so you automatically assume that they are doing well because you see a very kind of as you said you know the comparison thing from social media you see this very short very refined and produced version of the life and then you think that's it that's a representation of the rest of it but it is not it's a snapshot and everything else you you think that it's only you who experience these things and then you automatically think that you're not confident and I think when it comes to confidence, we all have it. And it, the good thing about confidence is that it's something you can build on. It's not something that either you're born with it or you're not. It's not. It's a skill that you can learn and it comes with time. And I, I honestly feel like it's something you, you fake until you have it. So I used to have to present my work at conferences and stuff. I, w I have this issue when I go on stage to present that my ears heat up. So this is how I feel stressed. And the first few times it would always heat up, and, but I still present very well. But on the inside, I do have the anxiety. Um, but then people will think that, oh, she's fine. She, she's, she's confident. But I think that's what people... That's why, as a person, as an individual, especially when you're young, you think that is just you and other people around you are confident, but that's not the case. I think we, we all have some levels of confidence inside us. It's just about, you know, owning it and don't compare yourself. So I guess, like, just that's really sort of, uh, yeah, really profound that, that that girl came up to you at this event and she kind of really, really trusted you to a certain degree to come out with this, like, how do I build my confidence? And... Well, I guess like it's because you talk about it quite a lot on your channel and it's kind of like people do ad admire you in that sense of like she's a sort of like level of confidence I want to be. And it's so sort of I love it when people like you where people do look up to you, you're very honest and you're like you, you, you like you just said now, I, I still do get nervous, still get anxious because a lot of sort of people in in your position, even lower or, or higher, like they're not honest about that. And they're kind of like, what they're kind of like portraying is is very unattainable. So whenever I, I hear sort of people like yourselves being very honest, and I, I try on the podcast to be as honest as possible with sort of my own sort of anxieties with starting a business and that sort of thing and putting out content. And so I, I massively admire it. And I think that's probably why that girl trusted you to, to the level that she did. Um, so I guess like, what did you say to her? I literally told her I'll let you know once I figure it out <laughs> I was like I don't know I was like you know we're all and I that's what I said but the first thing was I think you're already there given that you came here and you're having this conversation with me you are opening up about this thing that you think you have a problem with and I was like that that's already very very confident for me and I said that the fact that you are focused on this and trying to improve is already great because 
that's most than what I've done. <laughs> and um, I, I explained how I feel about confidence, how it's something that happens with time and you know, a lot of confidence that you see is just people projecting it, but doesn't necessarily mean they feel that way. A lot of people just project it and explaining that, you know, it's okay to still have your low moments and have your confident moments. It's not going to be like a straight arrow. It's fine to have all kind of moments. And I hope it was helpful. I think it's something really difficult to answer, but I was just honest about my experience, really. What have you kind of like learned, I guess, from sort of building your own confidence and kind of like, because it's it's a strange position to be in where you're kind of like working your own confidence internally and trying to like better yourself. And it's like, you have a lot of sort of impressionable young people looking up to you for kind of building their own confidence when you're kind of like trying to figure out yourself, you know what I mean? Um, but it's, it, it can be fairly dangerous because you don't want to like give them the wrong information because, or like outdated information because it's like stuff that you've dealt with in the past. So have you thought about that? Does that does that ever cross your mind that you don't like you don't know what to sort of put out there in case it's kind of like you don't know you entirely yourself whether it's right or wrong? Yes. So I've had this issue. So you know sometimes when things happen in the media and um, you know whether it is a political conflict somewhere or it's some sort of crime that has happened and people will message me saying you haven't said anything about this on your social media you should say something raise awareness and that's where i get worried because i feel like i am not educated enough on the topic to to you know to say something and whatever you say whichever side you pick people will come to you being like what about this then so you, you can never be 100% right. And it doesn't mean that I should not have a stance. I should. I think people should also understand that like influencers or creators or whatever you call them, they are not your source of news. They are not educated on every single topic. So I'm happy to let the people who know better than me share their voice and explain what is happening. And I am happy to reshare some of it. But I think this like, the rush and you you do feel the pressure because you get angry messages being like you're not talking about this you're not talking about this and that's when I worry I was like I can't because I don't know enough to talk about this and whatever I say people will give me the counter argument and then I don't have anything to say against that because I don't know what's happening so so yes there is that level of worry when it comes to what am I saying am I Am I like fully aware of the problem before I talk about something? The advice that I'm giving should always be caveated. Whenever I do a video, I caveat it with this is based on my own experience. You know, you should still take your own experience, your own um, circumstances into account. Like we talked about um, abundance mindset in one of the um, work Wednesdays and about, you know, being able to move from, you know, when we were growing up, we didn't have you know extravagant lifestyle you don't have too much money you were always saving but now when you do have the money moving to the oh it's okay for me to pay for this I, I don't need to be stingy about this but then also caveating this with well doesn't mean that just spend all of your money this is not what we're saying so you know it's you always have to be a little bit careful so that is definitely one worry constantly there mm. I completely agree with you. And I mean, at the end of the day, we're just like people in a room with a microphone. Like yeah. at the end, if you want to break it down, that's exactly what we are. There's nothing yeah. more, nothing less. That's just what it is. So it's like, tr obviously you can listen to us or you can not listen to us. You can pick certain things you want to, you want to pick and choose. But 
like we're still figuring out stuff ourselves you know what i mean like what i said a year ago is probably not what i agree with right now and in a year's time i probably won't agree with what i'm saying at the moment you know what i mean so i guess taking stuff out of context or sort of taking it as called like that's exactly what i'm going to believe is is not the right sort of perception for like creators i in my opinion anyway um that's just kind of the philosophy i follow because i know i know how sort of flimsy this is like i'm literally just chatting you know what i mean it's not rehearsed at all um so anyway sheen we're gonna have to wrap up there but it was such a pleasure talking to you massive pleasure talking to you i guess what's what's kind of the future for you the future for the podcast future for your for your youtube channel um yeah i'd love to know so at the moment, um, I'm planning on releasing season three of the podcast, hopefully early 2022. Um, still going on with different conversations with different women, trying to get um, a bit of like more local people in Dubai, so moving away from Europe a bit. Um, so we'll see how that goes. And for the YouTube channel, I still want to keep it growing. Um, in terms of the niche, I'm not sure where we're going with it. I'm still just doing whatever comes to mind at the moment. Um, but I do want to keep growing it because eventually I do want to move into becoming a bit more of a thought leader when it comes to women in leadership and women empowerment and especially women of color. So that's the future plan. We're not sure how to get there, but at the moment it's just about growing and engaging more with the audience. Mm, fantastic. And I guess how can people stay in touch with you and, and your journey going forward? Because I'm sure some people want to see what you're up to. Oh, yeah. So there's the YouTube channel, which is just my name, Sheen Garib. And the podcast is called Dream Girl. It's got a comma in between. Um, so, yeah, watch out for season three, early 2022. Okay, sweet. Thank you so much, Sheen, again, for coming on the podcast. It's been such a pleasure. And I'm sure we'll speak soon. Thanks so much. Thank you for having me. This has been lovely. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Millennial Entrepreneur. It was such a pleasure speaking to Sheen. And thank you again for staying to the very end of the episode. Um, I wasn't wrong about the value at the, at the very end of the episode. If you did enjoy, please be sure to leave a five-star written review on Apple Podcasts. And as a thank you, I'll give you a shout-out in the next episode. Um, if you're new to the podcast, please do subscribe. And leave me a message on Instagram. I will reply to you. Um, I, loved, I love sort of receiving those sort of messages. It really motivates me to carry on speaking to other young people. Um, and if you do want to check out some older episodes, please do scroll through the catalog. We've got some really, really cool people. Uh, last episode was the co-founder of Pastor Evangelist, who were re- uh, recently, a few years ago on Dragon's Den, they got harshly treated uh, on Dragon's Den, didn't get investment, and now they're sort of one of the leading, if not, I think they are leading actually, pastor, luxury pastor brand in the UK, which is pretty cool. Uh, I spoke to him. So we've got, we've got loads of episodes like that, and like the one that we just did with Sheen, that you just listened to. And so, yeah, scroll through the the backlog and you'll definitely find an episode that you absolutely love. So, yeah, thank you so much for listening and I'll catch you in the next episode.